section seventy two of the inheritance by susan edmonstone ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume three chapter one oh sooner shall the rose of may mistake her own sweet nightingale and to some meaner minstrels lay open her bosom's glowing veil than love shall ever doubt atone a breath of the beloved one lala rook meanwhile the lovers had much to say to each other but for a time the eloquence and the vehemence of colonel delmore bore down the softer accents of the countess as he pleaded his suit in all the energy of passion and appealed to herself as a witness of the injurious treatment he met with from mrs st clair but when he proceeded to urge immediate union as the only means of putting an end to the machinations against him she stopped him by saying do not renew that subject again for years to come as you love me i promise my mother that i will enter into no engagement till i am twenty-one but i promise you then then interrupted delmore impetuously that is a mere mockery gertrude if you loved as i do you would not talk so calmly of what may be years hence every day seems to me an eternity until you are mine beyond the power of fate to separate us years better tell me at once that i have nothing to hope despair itself would be almost a blessing compared to this intolerable agony of suspense ah delmore why should you be so unjust to yourself and me as to talk thus i have no doubts of your faith and constancy why should you have any of mine because no one can love as i do to distraction without inquietude passion without passion is an anomaly i cannot comprehend and love without confidence in the person beloved seems to me still more inconceivable i have no more doubt of your fidelity than i have of my own but everything will be done to destroy your confidence in me your mother is ambitious gertrude she wants a more splendid alliance for you she thinks i am unworthy of you and perhaps she is right but in that i must choose for myself and she knows my choice is made said the countess with a blush but not confirmed ah gertrude would to god you loved as i do that you could conceive the miseries of separation the worse than death it will be to me to part from you but we shall see each other frequently you must give up the army you must not go abroad again indeed you must not and then two years will soon pass away and in that time what may not be effected by the misrepresentations of your mother and the artful insinuations of that cold-blooded stoic lindsay you wrong your cousin indeed you do by such a supposition he is far above anything of the kind has he never once said anything that had a tendency to injure me in your estimation demanded colonel delmore turning his eyes full upon her if he had he has certainly been very unsuccessful said the countess with a smile but indeed edward is incapable of meanly insinuating what he spoke out then exclaimed delmore passionately 
he told you of the follies and the extravagances of my boyish days in which however he himself went hand in hand and exaggerated them into vices and warned you to beware of the profligate who had lost i forget how many hundred pounds one night at cards no indeed he told me nothing of all this you wrong him you misunderstand each other but you must be better friends now that he is my guardian your guardian exclaimed elmore as if thunderstruck what in the name of heaven do you mean even that it seems it was necessary for me to have guardians appointed and so i have made choice of my cousin for one he has already proved himself my friend on more occasions than one and to him i think i owe my life you cannot therefore wonder at my choice yet you must be aware that lindsay is no friend to me nor i confess it am i to him we think differently upon most subjects and his creed is much too bigoted and intolerant for me indeed i have not found him so on the contrary i should say he was extremely liberal in his sentiments and lenient in his judgments and i am sure he has a great deal more toleration than i have i wish i saw you both better friends why should it not be so because i am no hypocrite gertrude and perhaps also because shall i confess my weakness to you i am jealous that you should bestow so much of your regard upon him jealous of my regard for edward lindsay exclaimed the countess then you would be jealous if i had a brother whom i loved yes i believe i should when a man loves as i do to adoration he can seldom brook any interference in those affections which ought to be exclusively his own your lukewarm sort of people i know make all welcome but i am not one of these ah gertrude woman's heart is indeed a royal palace if it admit but one guest and then tis a glorious privilege to be that one nay you would rather turn it into a cell i think said gertrude smiling and become yourself a moping monk no matter what it is provided it is mine solely and exclusively mine returned elmore impatiently but being yours wholly yours said the countess and she blushed at the tone of emphatic tenderness with which she said it surely you would not wish it to be unjust and ungrateful to all the world beside such a thing would be no better worth having than this pebble on which i tread as she touched one with her foot do not blame me gertrude because conscious that i possess a pearl richer than all its tribe i fear to leave it open to all lest even a part of it should be stolen from me common things may be shared but who could lose the hundredth part of a rare and costly gem without feeling that its value was gone even such a miser am i with your affections you are all the universe to me day and night i think i dream but of you a desert island in the midst of the ocean with you would be a paradise gertrude if you shared in these feelings how little would you think or care for others in comparison alas you little know but how shall i convince you sceptic as you are of my folly added she with a smile you would not have me perjured and to my mother or drive from my house a friend and relation to whom i owe so much or retract my word passed to him when i chose him for my guardian colonel delmore remained silent surely you would not have me so base as to do any of those things 
nor would you value such proofs of my attachment colonel delmore found he had gone far enough for the present and that gentle and feminine as gertrude was his influence over her mind must be more gradual than he had expected he saw that he was beloved with all the fervour and simplicity of a young confiding heart but love with her was yet too pure unsullied a passion to have tainted the better feelings of her nature these still flowed free and generous she loved and was beloved and her heart expanded beneath the joyous influence and the bright rainbow hues of hope and fancy tinged every object with their own celestial colours but no shade of suspicion or mistrust fell on the noontide of her happiness even the narrow selfish domineering sentiments she had just heard fall from the lips of her lover seemed to her to breathe only the quintessence of love and she looked on him in all the calm radiance of a happy trusting heart be it as you will gertrude said he my fate is in your hands you know your power for i have told you what i am proud jealous vindictive perhaps where you are concerned but such as i am you have vowed to be mine have you not when i am twenty-one that is unless you should change your mind added she sportively i change repeated he no gertrude you will see many a strange sight before that comes to pass this river may change its course and these rocks may change into plains but my heart can never change in its love for you much more of the same sort pass for lovers it is well known carry the art of tautology to its utmost perfection and even the most impatient of them can both bear to hear and repeat the same things times without number till the sound becomes the echo to the sense or the nonsense previously uttered but lovers walks and lovers vows must have an end and lady rossville and colonel delmore found themselves at the castle ere they had uttered one hundredth part of all they had to say end of section seventy two